You are now checked in to Stand Up New York Labs. Oh, yeah. You're listening to Lust for Life with Mad Dog Mattern. Oh, my goodness. It's time to play ball, everybody. It is baseball season, so let's play ball. How corny was that? Was it the corniest thing I've ever done? That was like we had like a sponsor up front. This week's episode is sponsored by... Oscar Myers Ballpark Franks. Let's play ball. Whether you're at the ballpark or hanging with Frank, try him. Oh, it's so corny. (laughs) Batters up. Batters always up. This is... Lust for Life with Mad Dog Mattern. I'm uh, guest hosting. My name is James L. Mattern. Um, this is America's number one podcast, voted on by Canadians. They had a straw caucus the other day. We're still winning, just in case you're wondering. <laughs> with me, of course, I'm looking dead at him. He's moving his hands dramatically because he's got a lot of passion. His name is Benji Suswine. Everyone knows that. Not a- everyone knows that he's AKA the ace. Sweet, 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 sweet wine. I had to dial back the sweets. I've been giving dial you too back much. A little bit. It's just, it's You're just spoiling crazy. Me. It's too sweet. Yeah, I don't mind spoiling you, but it become a little um, ostentatious. It was mm-hmm. too much. We okay. just, it, and I'm just wasting too much time. I don't know if you guys heard last week's podcast. It was 50 minutes and 48 minutes was me just saying sweet in front of the wine. <laughs> so that's what happens. That's Welcome, true. my friend. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being part of the mechanism. I would say the pirate ship, but someone else already says that. So I'm the mm. mechanism. Okay, I like that. Or the are. mechanism. I don't even a know what me- that means. Yeah, I don't even. Is that a real word? Catchatory? Is that even a real word? Mechanism. Uh, absolutely. God damn, you're smart. Catchatory is my dude in the booth. With us, making appearance number dos, which is Your Spanish for dos. <laughs> give, give up for the great Jonathan Randall. Yeah, glad to be back. Thanks for having me, Mad Dog. And uh, anytime, my friend. Um, um, are you wearing. I thought you were just wearing a wolf shirt, but then I realized one of the first things out of your mouth was. Game of Thrones. Is that a dire wolf on your shirt? Uh, it could be. I think it's just a generic wolf. Mm. But a wolf is kind of like a mad dog. That's why I wore the short. <laughs> Thank you, my view. friend. Thank it's you. No longer friend. mad dog. I'm phasing it out, Jonathan. I don't know if we discussed that. I'm not mad at briefly, anyone. Briefly, briefly. But I feel like you're. there's always going to be a mad dog inside of you. Well, it'll <laughs> never leave. It's hard to get it out. Um, We were going to do our own episode on this. I don't know if this will happen. If our guest doesn't show up, then I guess we can, we can, can do that. that. Um. It is a tough transition. I yeah. really like it. I feel, and we still really haven't talked. Benji and yeah. I were supposed to talk from the jump when I was changing because I contacted Benji yeah. about this, and uh, which people don't realize, um, Benji is much younger than me, but I I, I always ask him <laughs> advice like he's a sage, sixty-year-old oh, <laughs> dude who has fifty years experience. In show business, seen, seen, I, seen which, the things I've seen. Yeah, which is ironic, and and the math sounds weird there. <laughs> Sixty years of fifty years in the business, so he started ten. A lot of those old time show business guys will make it sound. At ten years old, <laughs> Jack Benny's shoes were getting shined by me, and I told him to leave CVS and to stick it. <laughs> How the fuck did that happen, ten year old? Um, or like in the Catskills or something, they're like. Always. Going around doing their shtick. Always some cat skills. Guys started at yeah. cat skills when they were when I was two, my uncle, his wife got food poisoning, so I <laughs> filled in and I've never looked back, kid. And they say kid after everything. Kid. <laughs> Stick with me, kid. Like Robert Evans. <laughs> I want to be the kid who says the kid stays in the picture. <laughs> um so I contacted Benji about this. 
and uh, was always supportive. But he's like, we'll talk, we'll talk. And just we have never had time. We've recorded some podcasts and he had to get to work. I had to go to do some things. And uh, so it was like a big thing. And I know you're pro me doing this. Yeah. It's, it's very healthy. Yeah. I think it's a great decision on my part. Uh, you know, obviously, it's why I'm doing it. How far in now since, uh, since you decided to do this? About three weeks. And how's it going? What's the feedback? It's pretty good. Uh, I don't want to cause any problems. I did see... <laughs> I don't want no trouble. <laughs> a passive-aggressive... Uh, <laughs> really? Yes, about it, which is really weird. And then that, that, For, that, that, that uh, person uh, took it off the uh, interwebs, off the Facebook, wow. after a couple of my people caught wind and got hot. It's very nice to see friends in my life care that I'm doing this and then see that people are trying to like send a little venom or not go with wait, it. Wait, what was the venom? It was just, I, I don't want to start nothing. It was a friend. Uh, don't so, say who it was, but what, what was the It was just statement? implying that like maybe I'm not having fun. Like this was all business and that I'm uh, – Taking the fun out of the game, and to, to be the uh, fact of the matter, anyone who's seen me on stage since I've sans my hats, I don't know why I have an accent there, and been uh, just going on stage as James Matter, I'm having the time of my life on stage. I well, really so it's am. a whole reinvention, huh? You, you lost the hat and and the moniker. Well, why 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 do you why don't you want to be known as what you've grown to become? I, I can't as. get a hundred percent into the traumatic experience here. Benji does know. But we can't put it out yet because there's, I'm uh, in negotiations for some things. And this, if the whole story came out, it right. might not look great. And now me just telling that will probably Jeez. ruin my chances, too. Um, and you're teasing but it. But now right? the intrigue. Yeah. I was being chased. I There was a chance that some damage was going to be done to me physically. And I had to avoid people. And so I had to throw away my hat and the ring I was wearing because that's how these people were going to find me. And so... Now it sounds like you're like running from the mob or something and you have to like change right. your identity. <laughs> I did that. I went home. I had 20 minutes, maybe even less. I didn't have much time. I had to go play uh, Tuesday night at a club. And I looked in a mirror and I was just like, how, do you, how did you get yourself in this situation? This is insane. And so I looked in the mirror and... I, I have a whole rack full of hats, and I could have grabbed a hat. And I'm like, no. It's like, now you'll know this because you're a comic book fan. Um, you're more DC, though, aren't you? I, I, I used to be until they had the whole new 52 thing. Yeah, it's a bunch of bullshit. Yeah. Um, Marvel. <laughs> yeah, screw them, man. No one <laughs> changes my Archie. Batman's history. <laughs> you hear they're killing Archie? Archie, yeah. thank God. Who's reading Archie? <laughs> I, I don't lose track, but who... Past four reads at Archie. Like, who right now in this wonderful age to be alive at digital is saying, Ma, take me to the comic book shop so I can get Jughead number 53? Nah, I don't know. Who gives a shit? Those corny jokes. All right. Uh, so, like, Spider-Man in Civil War after Aunt May dies, and he goes back to the black suit, like a handmade black suit. Out of he's like, morning. He's like he's sitting morning. shiva. He has to wear black. Right. You know? yeah. And this was me. He took I the mean, mirrors down in his house. <laughs> I was still in a in a, a black <laughs> denim that I wore to do warm up when that was still a job. <laughs> and uh, I, I looked like I was caught at a funeral. And I'm like, I'm not gonna wear the hat. And I, I went. The show went great. Then the next day, I went to warm up without a hat. Did the whole week without. And that Friday, but the name night, didn't change. What's that? But you didn't change uh, the name. You're still going by Mad Dog. Just I was still Mad Dog. 
But this is the beginning of the this rebirth. Is the is losing right. the hat. Friday. The crowning. You damn right, my friend. <laughs> Friday night, I'm stuck in Hoboken with Sergio. I think I briefly talked about this last week, but and I told him all these things. I'm like, eventually, I'm gonna start talking openly about everything, and maybe I'm like, I'm unmasked now, man. Maybe I should be James. And then the next day, I came here, hosting all three shows, and I told your manager, the great Jr. Bring yeah. me up as James. He's like, oh my god, Mad Dog, I, I barely knew you. Like, <laughs> still, uh, Jr. is the best dude ever. And so it's felt good. It's really felt good. And uh, I feel creative, and like I, I feel like no more gimmick. And I feel like, God, I, it took me years to get respect of my peers. Like, everyone used to fuck with me a lot, a lot. And I was like, the last year or so, I feel like pretty respected. People know what I do, and they trust me. And I, that feels so good. Um, but it feels also feels like at time I'm the pet. It's mm. like, we oh, we love Mad Dog because he does this and the babies and the bubbles and the hats. And, and I feel like I'm looking at They treat me kind of like the, just a walking gimmick. Mm. And then I don't get... Uh, God, I don't want to sound like this, but... You, no, no but you're being honest. Respect. So you want to rise above. But, but, but you cultivated the whole Mad Dog image, right? You spent years... You know, kind of creating Mad Dog and being Mad Dog and being loved as Mad Dog. Well, fuck those years. Okay. What do you think of that? Wow. What do you think of that delivery? This is some well, serious. Was, was part of those years kind of building this, like, not like a defense mechanism, but like a shield. Like, you don't have to look at yourself if you have these very obvious I think Mad I, Dog characteristics. Yes, um, part of it. I don't think I ever really played a character. No, I don't think so. And that was part of the problem. I needed to live the gimmick to actually do it. I, I You know what I'm saying? To have that name and even have the hat and all that, I would have had to constantly be at like a 10 with people. I had to mm -hmm. constantly be in the Vegas mode. And at times, I'm not. At times, I'm super neurotic. That's a shock to people listening to this and to my dear friends here that... I'm doing the podcast with big shocker that I'm neurotic and crazy and oh my god, does this does this the right shirt I should wear? Like ridiculous. And a mad dog can't do that. Really? I don't think so. So it's about being more vulnerable as yourself and being a more authentic person. I guess that's that's what's that's I think what I'm it's taking a point, my friend. And I want to uh, dig deeper. I think it's probably helped me hide some pain and, and actual issues in my life. Okay. And uh, when I was going to therapy, he was kind of like, maybe you should get rid of that nickname, dude. Because mm. like, people can only get to know Mad Dog so much, but people could really get to know Jamie. James. You almost forgot. Look at how deep you got right there. That That's sounded funny. like the therapist. Yeah. Let's just make this a therapy session. <laughs> Let's just, Benj, you could make probably, some money here. You could. I'm telling you, there is a couch in the studio. <laughs> if you wanted to, you could. Really have people jump on the couch. Benji, no one would know you aren't certified for right. therapy. No, I've thought about that. <laughs> what a great side. No, well, he does everything. You. Baseball, comedy. <laughs> you could throw knuckleballs at him to catch. You could just play catch with him in right. between. That'd be a new yeah, therapy. Just, <laughs> just oh, to work on the issues. Your, your dad didn't issues. love you and play catch with right. you. I'll play it right now. Tell tell Benji daddy what's wrong. It'll be like the end of Field of Dreams. Right. You're just exactly. like throwing the catch. Like, that would be so exciting. Um, You know there's all kinds of weird therapies now. Yeah. No, I do have a question for you though. Okay. Then we'll get to weird therapies. Or this might be the whole hour. You're now. This could be. I, I don't know if our guest is going to make it. So you are now going to think you got rid of the hat and going by James. Are you also doing other things to be more introspective and to tap into the things that you're afraid? Or you, you can't just ditch it in and be like, okay, now I'm now I'm being vulnerable. Are you taking all the steps? 
I am. Yeah, I'm trying to. Yeah, hold on. Did I cut out? Yep, you're there. Okay. You want to go ahead and. I'm wondering how basically how vulnerable are you getting now that you are ditching the name? Is it is it changing your act? Is it changing how you relate to people off stage, to family members, to friends? Um, I feel more in the pocket in life and on stage, which is something I've been gradually trying to do anyway. I, anyone who's seen me over the last couple of years, I used to be more out of control on mm -hmm. stage, and I stopped liking working at that speed. And even going out socially, I, I do prefer to be more put together. Mm -hmm. And it all started a couple of years ago. Like, I had a buddy when I was still waiting tables years ago, three, four years ago. I was like, it's time for you to grow up. Stop wearing t-shirts. Time to get button-ups. And I was like, how the fuck do you come off telling me that? Like, you know who I am, man. This is ridiculous. Percy, you're like a brother to me. This is ridiculous. Blah, blah, blah. Two years later, I am wearing button-ups, and I loved it. Mm -hmm. I just started getting a couple of them. And I was like, this feels good. I really like myself more. I feel like like a James Bond. I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> With regal. just a button-up? That's With all it just, like, All it took was buttons. All it took was buttons, and I started feeling like a human. It has a collar. <laughs> it was, Can't you see my collar? I want it shaken, not stirred, goddammit. Right. That's exactly how it is. Uh, and ironically, I'm wearing a comic book t-shirt right now, but it was like I kind of got sick of wearing band shirts and all that stuff. And that started it, and I felt more... Like I said, I guess together is the word I'm really looking for. That I'm, uh, and when I'm talking to people, I feel more confident and precise. Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm not having to live to a standard because that's a problem too. Is then when they meet a mad dog, it's like they expect you to be on all the time. They expect you to be intense. It's like I don't want any expectations. Did you put those expectations on yourself though? No, I w I wouldn't. I just want to be me. I feel like life in general, and then that this also applies to the stage. Is, it's all a puzzle. I'm just figuring it out. Mm -hmm. I think we're all layered. I think the conversation the three of us have, the way we're talking right now, is truly us. But yeah. if we throw a 90-year-old person here, we, there will be it'll bring out certain changes. That's mm -hmm. just adapting, and it brings out a different personality. If we have an 8-year-old, it'll be different. We have a 35-year-old hot stripper, it'll be different. There's variables. And that's part of what this show is about, too, is constantly changing parts and yeah. seeing how people react. And... Uh, I just, I never wanted to just be one note. And I feel like that name makes people think I'm one note, puts pressure on me to be one note. And that ain't how it is, baby. Mm -hmm. I got into comedy to have no limitations. Right. I was in bands. Drummer drops a stick. We all look bad. I had nothing to do with it. If someone else plays off key, holy shit. You're, the, I mean, we, we, there was just so much responsibility that you could only be responsible for your own part. I got into comedy because I wanted no limitations. Her Joe Rogan, who I didn't even know who he was. I didn't watch news radio. Come on, baby. I didn't watch it. <laughs> I didn't get NBC good in my house. We had real crazy, before digital, antenna other. issues, baby. Yeah. Happened Cloudy a lot. And shit. Yeah, about 10 miles outside of Sunrise Mountain, all of us in Vegas didn't get NBC. Seinfeld would have had higher ratings if that antenna would have had its shit. So think about that. Think about more it. money for Larry fucking David. He needs more money. He needs it. And so... Um, I don't even know what I'm saying. Uh, <laughs> Is this a plea for better cable in that Vegas? Too, that too. Listen, Time Warner, no get out there right now. There's Joe, a market for you. Joe Rogan was on a rock radio station promoting a gig, and he said basically what I just said. He's like, There's, I don't have to worry about a keyboard player. I don't have to worry about this. I can add to a bit. I can subtract from a bit. I can do whatever I want. I'm making my own music. 
And I'm like, this is the greatest thing ever. So I got into that because I always wanted no limitations, even in music. If I want a song to be 80 minutes, let's let's make it 80 minutes. Mm-hmm. But there's limitations because you got other people. And then it finally dawned on me that I've been limiting myself by hiding behind mm-hmm. a mask, basically. Now, who knows? People probably stop listening to the podcast now, and I, I'm still up for... A TV show. Well, if he's not a with, mad, with mad dog, dog anymore, what's the point of listening? Well, Have I think people thought... might think of selling out. And that maybe I even But aren't you kind of doing the opposite of selling out opposite, right now? Right. I'm selling in? Selling it. No, no if, you, thing, if you all of a sudden picked up a nickname, it'd be yeah. like, yeah, he just wants... A stick. He just wants, yeah. Uh, Have you thought about keeping it just for performing and not privately offstage for your friends? Well, see, that's, that's where it's issue. I've been mad dog bef- before I was on stage. I mean, that was my nickname. So there's friends. What's the history of Mad Dog? All right. So I'm going to give the whole story right now. I don't know. Our guest's not here, right? All right. If he does not show, then I guess we do this as an episode. Or is people want to listen to this? I think so. I think some. Yeah. Fans. All those Canadians out there. All you Canadians who are going to turn. We want the dog. Right. We want the dog. I feel like people are going to bring him up on stage and like, give it up for Mad Mad James. All of a sudden, you're going to be like, Mad James or something. All right, just so formerly known as Mad Dog. God, that'd be great. Can I come up with a symbol? <laughs> if you would come up with a symbol, can you draw, Jonathan? No. All right, I'll have my cousin do that again. It might take him a while. He's busy these days. I can't say why. Um, Get Mateo so, Lane to do it. He, he could draw. Oh, Mateo Lane could draw like a mother. He's here? Great. Okay, so we'll bring on our guest in like two minutes. Um, We're going to have this episode, though. We will have this episode. Oh, this is a tits. So we could get, I wonder if we could bang out an extra 10 in here and put out a 30 minute episode today. Would people feel cheated just about this and then bring on. What do we have? Look, we shattered the fourth wall here. What do we have scheduled next year? What's our time limit here? Right. Oh, that's a lot of time. Can we check to see if he's okay for 10 minutes? And then we'll ramble on and we'll just put out a short episode Perfect. today that and then we'll have me. one in the can. Yeah. And you guys heard all that and you can deal with it. And look, we'll cut it out. 30 minutes, and then guess what you could do? You have more time to listen to other shit this week. You can listen to Corolla, his 37 podcast, all that shit. Okay, so I, my grandpa's nickname was Mad Dog. I was raised by my grandparents. He's a good dude, all right? Love him to death. He had a crazy temper, all right? And he worked in food and beverage for the mafia. Mm. Let's be honest. These are a lot of mob guys. Not all of them were mafia, but there was a lot of mafia involved in Vegas. Wait, did he actually do food and beverage, or was that just like his kind of title? I'm he, doing it. He was quotes. food and beverage, and a blessing for our family, to be truthful, is that we have German blood in the family. Because God knows what would have happened. My pops was playing dice in the streets of Rochester back in the day as a child. I asked him once, because I would deliver flyers for his restaurant. I'm like, pops, they won't take the flyers, man. They, they, they don't. Uh, we tried giving it to him three times. They won't. They won't take it. He goes. One thing I learned, kid, playing craps in the streets. Anything can happen. I go, pops. You really were a kid playing craps in the streets. You better fucking believe it. Now go get those flyers out. That's a true story. So, um, he got. You know, he ran with some of these guys, and then he ends up. Wait, running. is that what you tell new comics when you're trying to get them to bark for your show? Right. <laughs> I need to get a show to start barking. But yes, that'd be fucking. Listen, here's your. You know what, Papa Mad Dog said. <laughs> Boy, we both went in the show business voice right there. Right. I'll tell you, kid, back in 81. What <laughs> Those are the days. <laughs> the cat skills. Tony Randall and I. <laughs> it's always Tony Randall, too. Um, so he was running restaurants in the casinos for these guys. And he was such a badass and had a wild temper that the mafia called him Mad Dog. So think about that. Jeez. 
Yeah, the, he must have been a real bad. If the if the mafia is calling him Mad Dog, the, the killers had nicknames like Lefty and Blackie and Sonny, <laughs> and the guy who's picking Pepsi or Coke and the soda gun at the uh, cafe, that dude's Mad Dog. So they gave him gifts, and in my grandma's backyard, still to this day, is a fire hydrant for Mad Dog. And mm. get, you know, they, I imagine them laughing like the Richard Pryor mafia bit. Mm. Um, that kind of shit. This kid on with Mad Dog, look at the fire hydrant, like that. Um, another one, golf bag. Golf bag says Mad Dog on it with a huge, hilarious cartoon bulldog on it, which I used about two weeks before my senior year of high school to go golfing for the first time, and everyone mm -hmm. got a kick out of it. Mad Dog, oh, look at it. And I did have a temper, and I was crazy. I was <laughs> wild. Um, didn't really hear it again for a couple years until I worked at a golf course again. And my boy Franny came to pick me up. Tuesdays, you could golf for free at the golf course we worked. Mm. He had a hoopty car. He turned it around. He starts flashing his brights. It is 3.30 in the afternoon, and he's flashing brights like it'll do something. Honking, blocking the whole street. The whole street in the middle of the day in suburban Las Vegas. And yelling, hey, Mad Dog! Ha, 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 ha! Because he knows I'm going to use the Mad Dog clubs. So I go out there, and that kept it up for again. I then spent... I, I, I never liked the name Jamie. I was miserable mm. with it. I felt like I was a loser. Really? I think I kind of embraced it because of the whole grunge era and that. And I think one day I did a reinvention. I got a haircut. I bought um, collared T-shirts at Hot Topic. That they're leopard collar, but they were like electricians and shit like that. <laughs> so it would say like Max on it. So people think my name's Max and I was really electrician. I'm like, no, can't you say with a leopard collar? Like Maytag's not going to have me work for him like this. Right. So um, I did that. I started wearing sunglasses mm. day and night. And I was like, yeah, you guys should remember when you called me Mad Dog those couple times? Let's just stick with that. And it, so it was kind of like a nickname that was given to me, but I helped get it out more so you know it's lame to give yourself a nickname i'm half guilty and i've never come clean about being half guilty to the day but i am since so a rebooting and so that happened i think i got laid for the first time that night when as all that happened. Dog. as a mad dog i never and i never looked back so <laughs> now i still had all the insecurities and all these problems yeah i think i really i think I, if i lost my virginity if it wasn't that night it was within a month at okay. 21 wow, oh, wow. of so all full on embracing this not as mad dog I mean, I've been okay in these last couple of weeks, but uh, oh, <laughs> oh, was it the first time someone like called you Jamie? In well, no, bed? Uh, well, no, this was crazy. Like, Who else James. is here? <laughs> hey, we'll fast forward to this. James. So I decided about a year and a half ago, I because I hate Jamie so much, and I was like, I gotta start phasing in a a name because this is ridiculous. So uh, I get back from my mother's funeral, and I do gigs that weekend, and I, and I shake people's hands. I'm like, look, they're gonna call me Mad Dog, everyone who's with me, but you can call me James. I forget that I'm saying James to people and I end up sleeping with this girl that night and she's going, James, James. And I'm not registering James. Girlfriends would call me Jamie. I'm used to everyone calling me mad dog. Uh, I'm used to girls when you randomly meet and you don't exchange, exchange names going, you, 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 you fucking me so hard. Like like that. <laughs> and so her to say James, I had to pause. I'm like, who the fuck is James? I didn't say that a lot, but in my head, I'm like, Dude, is this your dude? Are you confused me for something? And I realized, hey, dummy, you're, you, you're going by that now. <laughs> and so, yeah, that was like the first time of that. Okay. So I went by that for years off that. That's, that's how that started, the whole Mad Dog thing.
and it kept going for years to when I moved out here, the goodbye cake for my family said Mad Dog. Mm. I went to, and this is another impetus of where it's had to come to an end. I'm at a wedding about a month ago, and in Vegas, places are so big, you do the ceremony outside, and then you go inside for cocktails, and then you go inside at a table, and I had to see what table I'm at. For five to ten minutes, I could not find my name. Finally, someone else who I don't really know goes, look, there you are, Mad Dog Matter. And one reason he knows who I am is the, it's like I'm kind of like the, the pet, the shtick. Mm. You know Even though I'm loved, and that's my crew, to everyone else, it's just like, look at that crazy, crazy dude. And, of course, he has the crazy name. And it's like, man, should I be Jamie or James at my boy's wedding? Like, that, in this kind of – I'm 36 years old. So that, that really sat with me that night. And then about a week later, all that shit went down, and boom. And the, the, the change has, has occurred. So how long were you Mad Dog for? I mean, it started slightly at 17, full on, probably 21, so about 15 years. And wow. then when I first went on stage, I think I went as Jamie Mattern, and then I think I said Mad Dog. And then when I moved out to New York eight years ago, I was going to be Jamie. I was going to be professional and all that. And then my boy Yoshi from Hollywood, from L.A., came out here, and he said Mad Dog a lot. And then Shuli and Jason were trying to phase it out, but everyone just called me Mad Dog, and it's serious enough people got wind of it and I'm on Scott Farrell's show it's like what should I call you you're not a Jamie you're a mad dog blah, 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 and just goes crazy my boy Scott Farrell who I love to this day uh, he's at CBS now and uh, I was like yeah yeah you're right I'm mad dog this is who I really am and I felt that and when I started doing the warm up job I figured there's no way they're gonna let me be mad dog here and so a couple times I went as James and it did not feel good and I'm like no nah, hey I'm mad dog I'm, I'm, I grabbed the mic to the audience I'm mad dog and it went great I'm like this is who I really am and then towards the end, my last two weeks of the warm-up, you know, we are canceled now, unfortunately. You guys should have watched more people <laughs> listening. Um, <laughs> the crowd did not go wild. They did right? not go wild <laughs> enough, my friends. And so, and it felt great. And they still bring me up as Mad Dog. But I make sure to grab my like, I'm James L. Madden. I'll be warming you up. And uh, I just feel more professional, more adult now. I think it's time, man. It's, I might go buy a, a dog, too, man. It's just time oh, to be geez, an adult. A dog. Maybe knock a up a girl, dog? have a baby. That will be Mad Dog. That, you transfer. I got a mortgage. Over. I don't even have a house, It'll but be it's time so to grow up. <laughs> Amazing. So, but it also seems like this has been on your mind, or at least for a while. For a while now, the identity, the shtick, the I don't want to be the shtick. questions. The no questions masks. about the self. Yes, and I'm done with that shit, man. So that goes back to my initial question: Are you also taking other changes personally to be introspective? Or yes. Uh, this weekend I did sets. And I don't do sets much in the city. On the road, I do longer sets, and I talk. I, I tend to open up a little more. But this week, it felt very good that I was at, at another club, and I was quite open about things. I didn't go fully into these. There's three or four topics I really want to dig into that's going to take a lot, too. I kind of hinted at one last week. Mm -hmm. Do you uh, want to talk about them here or no? Well, yeah. I mean, for a bit, like, like I convinced myself that I probably was secretly gay, kind of like the character in M.A.S.H., uh -huh. It was that's to every time I watch Mash the movie, I go, that's how stupid I sounded. <laughs> that's how insane I was. And so uh, to the point here, I'll be honest, um, I would go into the bathroom. Here, let's let's just let it all out. And I'm like, you must be gay. Just think about a dude and try and get an erection. So I would try and do that. It got to be an obsession. I had what they called HOCD. I was waiting. I was going to have uh, Matteo and Frank uh, Liotti have the super gay showdown, and I was going to admit it to them on that. That was going to be the big one. Who cares? We'll still talk about it. Exactly. It got to a point where I was, I was doing that 10 to 20 times a day, where Jeez. I was leaving when I was waiting tables still, leaving my section 
to try and, and, and prove that I was a homosexual, which I failed at. But, see, I can't even do that. I am a failure. I couldn't even be a homosexual. <laughs> this is the weirdest thing. I'm sorry. That was truthful. Why did you want to convince yourself that you're gay? I, as I mentioned uh, last week uh, on an episode that went on, people don't realize we're recording now on Tuesdays and pressing them. We're like Jack White. Exactly. We just record just... and just put them right out there. Um, I had trouble uh, finishing with women most of my life. Okay. And then it got to the point where I was with a girl for a while. You know how you... Uh, with the same person, you see the same movie every time, you don't react the same. So it got to a point where I wasn't as aroused as I, I used to be. And so I'm like, well, she's awesome. Everyone knows that. You must be a closeted homosexual. Boom. And so uh, you just start reading, it becomes an obsession. And that's what it became for me. It became an obsession. And I had to go to therapy over it. I luckily Damn. waited. I happened to just take trust into saying it out loud to someone I was waiting tables with who happened to have the same problem like two years earlier. He goes, I got a guy for you. Boom. And yeah. I got a, you're not really <laughs> I got a guy guys. for you. If he doesn't get you off, you're not gay. Uh. <laughs> and so that's how that happened. It was a horrible thing that was cured. And I never wanted to talk about because I was scared that then people would look at me and go, well, he must be really gay if he even mm. thought that. And then it would re-trigger me. It was very dark where I couldn't live. I was working for you guys here. Yeah. You guys had no idea. No. A couple people figured out something was going on with me, and I didn't even admit. Like Dante knew there was something going on with me, and I never admitted to did. Dante because Dante would have been cool with it. But you never know with Dante; he might tell people, "What are you going to do? Hey, why did you sh why did you open your mouth? What'd you say to me? Sir? <laughs> I'll knock off. the fuck out of you." Back off. So I mean, that's how that started. And so I was like, I opened up to Sergio about that that night. I'm like, I want to talk about this on stage because I think it is utterly hilarious, and a few people have known about. It. Like, if you're ever willing to talk about it, yeah, try. Like I'm yelling at my my penis, going. Come on, it's okay. There's nothing wrong with it if you are. And at the same time, I'm going, God, if, if I do get an erection, I'm going to not know what to do with myself. Do I just run to... You know, you'll know what to do with yourself. I, yeah, I guess I would go blow dudes, <laughs> which is nothing wrong with. And that was also embarrassing because you're like, there's nothing wrong with being gay. I have gay friends who I love to death. And you're kind of like, am I them? I don't want to be, but maybe I secretly am. It's like, like it was a disease or some shit. Did you ever mm -hmm. try watching like gay porn or anything? Flat as a tire. Well, so sometimes I fall. Yeah, I, I did okay. try. I tried watching gay porn. Can't get nothing out of it. Okay. It's like a weird yeah, science experiment gay. that it's... you did. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's very strange. You brought out one of those big cardboard <laughs> things. I watched bi porn. Cocks on yeah. it. If there's bi porn, if there's a girl involved, I can get things going because I, I then block the guys out. <laughs> you eye patch? Yeah, I, I, I try not to see <laughs> two dudes blowing each other. I just focus on the girl. And the girl actually becomes hotter. Because she doesn't care and is around that. But uh, dude on dude, not a, ch not a chance. No offense to anyone. Michael Sam, I got your back, baby. But uh, not literally. Not in that literally, sense. yeah. But <laughs> hey, yo. Oh, I became that. So, <laughs> boy, this is, boy, I, I'm really going forward with this shit. So I guess we're going to put this out. Uh, any other questions? We got to get to Dan. I feel so bad, Dan, sitting there. Um, wait, so we're going to cut another episode. You'll hit, if you guys still listen to next week, we're going to have Dan... Uh, who's been a bouncer in New York City for years, talk about bouncing. And he's also read every religious book, and we're going to talk about that stuff. So um, any closing questions from you guys? This is the... Well, I think this is an exciting time. It's, you know, yeah. you, you, it's not that you're reinventing yourself. You're, like, finding your true self, you know, like, right now. You know, you're yeah. getting rid of the mad dog. You've conquered, I guess, this homosexuality thing that you seem to be uh, have some troubles with. 
for a long time. Well, that that makes it sound like I was one. But they both seem to be connected to like searching for a true identity. Well, identity what really am I? There's really mom issues. I, right. For those people who know, there was horrible mom issues with that. Um, never dealt with that. When my pops died, that also, my grandpa died. I didn't deal with that fully. And then this kept going. And then I think this is manifested from that. Mm -hmm. It's what they end up telling you in therapy when you go through something like this is the issue that you think you're dealing with isn't the issue. Some other shit has come right. to grips and that you're, you're having this fill in for it. It's easier to then obsess over something silly like this instead of dealing with, you know, honestly, I didn't really care for my mom and I felt guilt about that. Mm -hmm. And so I came to grips with that, that I was okay, that that was okay. There was that issue coming to grips with, I don't like this situation. And right. there was guilt from that. And uh, I dealt with that. You know, it took a lot of process. But I have a friend going through a divorce, and I don't want to spill their beans, but his wife manifested some things. And I could just tell that everything she was saying was bullshit. I was like, and I wasn't mad at her. I was trying to tell her, I go, I've been through what you've gone through. You are trying, you are taking something else in your life that you've never dealt with. You're hiding it, and it's now you're taking it out on your husband. You're now saying that you didn't think this way of him ever, and you didn't think this and that. It, that is not true at all. Right. And I'm seeing things on Facebook and that of things she's saying on Facebook opposite of what she wanted for her life with him months ago. Hmm. Why? Because she's probably dealing with shit and realizing, no, this is what I wanted. But it also makes me resent her because it's like, look, I knew this. And now you threw away a great guy. I don't want to air his business. Do you but think this, your, I don't want to say character, because it was really a true self. I don't think you were pretending. But do you think yeah. that you were doing something else is channeling energy elsewhere to not deal with? things that were actually on your mind probably and now i think it, i'm being more outspoken on stage i took more chances this could be ex exciting that, time. i was about to take more chances like, like who do you hope james is that you could feel like you can never be as mad dog i don't know Great i guess i'm gonna end, uh, get re uh closer to the, like the richard Pryor area and stuff like that being more open to that and uh so uh, you know you typically, away typically in your comedy you do a lot about like you know the crowd you work off the crowds a lot that'll never go away i don't think but it, it'll be more personal i snuck in more personal stuff in between right. so you but you do want to explore more about yourself and not just about like them yes it, we're all gonna tie together but i'm gonna open up some more of this stuff and it feels great and i had a great weekend this weekend and uh there you go awesome i'm excited yeah. so let's do some plugs I'll go pee. We'll start a new episode. Uh, I got to get Danny. I'll give him a big hug and t thank him for waiting. Bench, please plug away. Oh, the best of BS on Twitter, Stand Up New York Labs, promo code LUST. Half off tickets for all our shows here. Check out all of our podcasts, our live shows. We got some crazy shit happening. Jump on board. My dude, beautiful. Jonathan Randall. You can check me out on Twitter at, at Jonathan Randall. You can come see the Point of No Return comedy Great show, show. Great every show. Thursday night at Old Man Hustle, 8 o'clock. And you can come see me at Stand Up New York. And his new nickname, The Dire Wolf. Of comedy. <laughs> oh! James L. Mattern, still at Mad Dog Mattern on Twitter. Um, James Mad Dog Mattern on Facebook for at least another month. And then I'm just probably going to phase out the Mad Dog unless this thing for works out and they force me to be Mad Dog. You, Wait, we got to do like a, like a death of the Mad Dog show here or something Well, this like kind of like was. Last Mad I think Dog. it was good. No, but I meant like a stand-up show. It's more like a rebirth than just, a death. I'm a phoenix. It's a phoenix. If I knew my okay. next paycheck was coming, other than grinding at the clubs, I would get a phoenix tattoo that I've been threatening. <laughs> I still might. Money will come back. Maybe I'll go do that tomorrow. Who gives a shit? Uh, until next time, oh, mad shout out to Cachatori, Minnesota Fatigate, all the boys put it together, Donnie, 
Gabe, Super Tramp, uh, Cousin Nick, Tim, Styles. Uh, I'm sure I'm going to get a lot of feedback on this one. And just deal with it, everybody. Mad love to everybody. Uh, Till next time, you're worth a million in prizes. And sometimes it takes you years to realize it.